Hallelujah. Good evening, everyone. Um, thank you so much. Yes, there's no sound. Um, that was because there was no, um, the mics were muted. Um, good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Pastor Chinere, I'm gonna say Francis Seaborg. Pastor Chinere Seaborg sends her love and her greetings. Um, hallelujah. Um, I wanna welcome everyone to tonight's session. Welcome everyone. This is open book. This is not word for now. Some people might be wondering if today is Wednesday. Today is Tuesday. <laughs> Hallelujah. And um, Pastor Francis, Pastor Junior, she presented love and greetings. And we will be journeying into the word this evening. I am excited. I hope you are too. Um, we'll say a quick word of prayer as we start. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for understanding. We thank you for insight in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing on the inside of us. We thank you, Lord Jesus, because we are your offspring. We are born of God. We are your children. Everlasting Father, we are your children. We are your offspring. We thank you because whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. We say thank you, Heavenly Father, for you are enriching us and instructing us, guiding us, um, um, instructing us, Lord God in our victory, Lord God, in our faith, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. Amen. It's been a long time since I've been on open book. I think maybe a year now, over a year, I think, right? Yes, yeah. Good evening, everyone. Hope everyone is doing great. Um, please, um, Mama loves to make sure that no one misses out on any of these. So please, um, if you know someone that should be here, don't be afraid to let them know. Hey, we're live already. Join in the live stream on Zoom. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, so um, I actually have notes um, on things I'm supposed to say, but it turns out that there is no internet um, where I'm at right now. And so because of that, my, my notes, which are on my phone, which I am using as my internet source, um, are not being synchronized with my iPad. So I'm going to trust the Lord for this evening. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So um, I guess a wonderful place to start off, amen, is with the gospel story. Hallelujah. Give me one second, beloved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So sorry. Um, some of you are saying you cannot hear me. I don't know how true that statement is because I found out most people that say they can't hear me. It's because their own devices are thin and light. But um, can you guys hear me now? Hallelujah. If you can hear me, give me a thumbs up. Yes. Awesome. Cool. We're going to keep on going. Okay. How, yes, we can. Great. Awesome. Glad to hear that. Thank you. Loud and clear. Awesome. Great. Okay, cool. So a good place for us to start, amen, is with the fact that we are born again children of God, amen. We are God's offspring. And, um, you know, there is no way, there is no way you can over-exaggerate the greatness of what that means, right? In 1 John 3, the Bible says, what manner of love has God shown towards us that we should be called the children of God? Let's just go there real quick. We'll kick off with that. Amen. First John three. Amen. The Bible tells us to behold. Actually, the, the language in scripture is not just, wow, how wonderful is this? It's saying, instructing us to behold what manner of love the father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. This is old King James. New King James says it like this. Ah, uh, okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> I mean, um, because there's no internet, I can't. Um, for some reason, it's not letting me use. <laughs> we thank God, anyways. Whatever. Um, my other translations. Um, but um, it would have said, um, "Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God." Because that Hebrew word there is not weos, it's technon. Therefore, the world knows, does not know us because they knew him not. Amen. The Bible is saying here that we have, amen, the same 
genes that Jesus has. We have the same heritage. We have the same ancestry. Amen. Because Jesus Christ is the son of God. And the Bible is calling us his sons. Amen. God's sons as well. And I'm starting off in this place here because the Bible says whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Amen. That's in 1 John chapter 5. Let's just jump in there real quick and take a look. Hallelujah. Whosoever believes Jesus Christ, um, Jesus is the Christ, is born of God. And everyone that loves him that begot, loves him also that is begotten by him. You know, I love these portions of scripture because for the longest time, I never knew what begot meant. I always thought that begot was like a fancy word for like adopted or special or chosen or something. I later on, I think it's in 2020, I just discovered that begotten means you actually gave birth to someone. Amen. That means that this person is not just an adopted child. This is not just a legal child. This is someone that you biologically brought forth. Amen. And so for the Bible to say this right here, okay, let's take a look at that scripture one more time. Okay. I would say this here, whosoever believes Jesus the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loves him that begot loves him also that is begotten by him. I think that's amazing because the Bible is saying here that from this scripture, we can tell if you believe Jesus Christ is the son of God, right? If you believe Jesus is the Christ, let's look at that again, okay? Jesus is, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. So that's a summary for the gospel message, right? Whoever believes the gospel message, that for you to believe that gospel message, amen, that means that you have been born again. Now being born again here, according to the scriptures, means that you are born of God. And the language there means that you are begotten of God. Now, Pastor Debbie Matthews um, gave us a little, you know, bit of um, an ex, um, extrapolation, explanation, ex, exposition, insight into what, you know, being born of someone could mean, um, being born again could mean. Um, but I want to also add something that would be really cool, amen? I want you to think about the process of birthing a child, right? There is the conception process, right? There is also the, um, uh, what's that term for pregnancy? Uh, gestation, is that the word? Gestation? Ger there is the gestation process. Is that the right word? Let me look that up real quick. Gestation, I don't know why gestation reminds me of food. Gestation, I am not hungry. I'm hungry for God's word. <laughs> gestation, developing inside the womb. Yes, I was correct, yes, gestation, yes, that's right. Yes, okay. So there's a gestation period. And as the actual birthing process, right? I don't know what the process, the other term for that is. But do you know that God was a part of every one of those in our lives? Amen. God was, the Bible says, if you read the book of um, 1 Peter chapter 1, let's go there real quick, amen. Yes, 1 Peter chapter 1. Let's start from, I think we'll start from verse 3, amen. So looking at what the scripture here is about to say, blessed be God the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us. Isn't that incredible? Begotten us again unto a living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Now, when we read this, there's a way, you know, religion has really clouded many of these words so that these words have almost no weight or no value anymore. It is very important that we take time out to make sure that the words in the scriptures, they have the weight they're supposed to have. And I'm saying that because when people speak, I've heard couples that they don't text each other important things. When I say important things, like they don't text each other over things that can be very touchy. And they do that because they discovered something that when someone is speaking um, in person, 10% of what they're communicating is just the, lit is the literal words that come out of their mouth. There is like, I think like 50% is like um, tone, like another percentage is like verbal, verbal cues, right? And so because of that, you're missing out on the main gist um, and you can end up with miscommunication if you're just reading just the text messages without, you know, or zooming the context, zooming the tone. Amen. So for this reason, it's very, very important. Amen. That whenever thoughts, whenever we read words in the Bible, amen, um, we're reading these words in the Bible with that initial context in mind. Very, very important. Amen. So that way, when the words are spoken, when we're reading the words from the scriptures, they have a measure of weight on our hearts. So when the Bible says that we are begotten of God, amen, that God has begotten us, amen, do we know the weight? Does that, does that have any weight in our hearts? You would check and see people who are, 
who are victorious in their Christian walk, the scriptures have a lot of weight in their hearts. Amen. And they come into this way because of a lot of understanding, a lot of interaction. And what, 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 what by that, what do I mean? I mean, I mean, the other percentage of the things that are meant to be communicated, they're also found. They're discovered through interaction with God's word. They're also found through interaction with God's spirit. So because of that, they get the tone that God is using. They get the verbal cues that God is giving. Amen. And for this reason, when God says, I have begotten you, it's no longer just a newspaper headline or an article that can maybe some of the words might trigger something because of kind of association or um, you know, mental thing or whatever. Now there is a connection between you and the scripture. And the fruit of that is that God can communicate with you when he tells you, I am, you are begotten of me. You understand what he's saying. He's communicating with you. This is so essential, beloved, because if not, John's John's instruction, right? In 1 John 3, we just read, to behold the manner of love that God has for us, that we should be called children of God. There might be nothing to behold, right? It might just be like a quick glance. But then if you understand, if, if it means something to you, then you're enamored, right? Then you're like, there's room for contemplation. There's room for meditation. Then you're like, oh, we need to process this. I hope what I'm saying is making sense. Hallelujah. So blessed be God, okay? He has begotten us again according. So God has begotten us. This is so key and so critical. You know, there's something, I'm not the best teacher of spiritual warfare, amen. The Holy Spirit is, amen. But I would always, there's something I realized that whenever I'm dealing with any kind of spiritual warfare, the stances or the scriptures I stand on are the absolutes in scripture. When I say the absolutes, they are the scriptures that tell me who I am in Christ, what Jesus Christ has done for me, amen? What we refer to many times as new creation realities. Those truths are the ways that I deal with um, darkness, amen? I deal with darkness. You know the reason why? Because the only thing that deals with darkness is light, amen? So in other words, these truths in the Bible, they are not for Facebook. They are not for Twitter. They're not for WhatsApp, amen? They are not for Instagram or whatever other social media platform you're on. These truths, amen, the Bible says that um, God has desired that truth would be in the inward part, right? In the hidden parts, you make us to know wisdom. God desires, amen, that these words would have weight in our hearts, beloved. Hallelujah. I'm saying this for a reason, amen, because it shows me that if, you know, the theme for the immersion, here's my shameless plug here for the immersion. If you haven't registered yet, please hop on there, Amen. Our theme for the immersion is Father of Lights, amen? It's going to be, I believe, very powerful. We're really trusting God for a wave we have not seen before to really hit the young people that are going to be coming and those who will be participating in some form or fashion, amen? But um, if God is the Father of Lights, then who are we? We're meant to be children of light, right? Well, look, I'm saying all this for a reason. Look here at this portion of scripture. Okay, the Bible says here, I'm going to start from verse um, 22, 1 Peter chapter 2, chapter 1 from verse 22. I'm reading, this is from verse 3 here. Seeing you have purified your souls and obeying the truth through the spiritual unfailing love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which lives and abides forever now i want to say something that's really important amen there was a period of time when i would read that and i would read the present continuous of being born again amen as though i am being born again but i noticed that in the new king james they they said having been born again and i would wonder why that why is there a difference there and then the lord it was in 20 between 2020 2021 um the lord showed me revealed to me explicitly that that is meant to be a past tense thing, which is what the New King James captures, having been born again. And the reason why was because Peter earlier on was saying, blessed be God who has what? Begotten us. So we have already been born again. So conception has taken, what was the sperm, sperma used there? What was the, what was the egg used there? If you check the scripture, if you check the original language, you would see that here, 
the incorruptible, the, the corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, the language used here is the sperma of God. There's other places, even in 1 John, where the Bible says in 1 John, I think it's 1 John chapter 3, chapter 4, 20 something. No, 1 John 3, for, I can't remember what verse exactly, that um, whosoever is born of God does not sin for the sperm of God remains in him and he cannot sin because he is born of God. Amen. In other words, the Bible is saying here that when God gave birth to you, it wasn't, you know, like there's all these agendas that are being played right now. There's all these, um, th these games of pretend where people are cutting off body parts and attaching body parts and pretending to be other people and dressing up differently like you're a different gender. I'm sure some of you here know what I'm saying. Um, it doesn't matter how much you play pretend, amen? Your genes, your blood, amen? There is a register in your physical body. There is also a register in your soul of who you are, <laughs> amen? Whether you like it or not, hallelujah. So I'm saying this because you can play all the games you wanna play, but you still, your body does not manufacture the hormones, amen, that a woman has if you were born with male chromosomes. And if you are born uh, with um, female chromosomes, you can pretend all you want, make your voice as deep as you want it to be, but that's not enough, right? What I'm trying to say here is that we're not talking about faking looking like God. We're not talking about pretending looking like God. We are talking about an organic Amen. We're talking about a natural, instinctive expression of the life of God that flows, amen, from the conception of the seed of God in our hearts. I hope everyone is seeing the picture here, amen. We were begotten of God. The Bible says, not by corruptible seed, but by incorruptible seed. We, the Bible says, if you read, um, I'll open a verse of scripture that I think is really powerful. James chapter one, amen. Um, I'm going somewhere with all of this. Amen. Hallelujah. Just hang in there for all of y'all. Um, we're going to go from verse um, James chapter one from verse 17. You're going to see where we got our immersion theme from. Amen. There's a beautiful song by Jesus culture about this. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the father of lights. Hallelujah. With whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning of his own will. He begot us begot by the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures do you see the beauty in that verse the picture here was that you're not an accident many many people many human beings were born into this world basically as accidents when i say that i mean like their conception was not intentional was not desired or sought after does that make sense not the case with you beloved the Bible says that when we were born again, we were not born of the will of man, of blood, amen, <laughs> but of God. That's according to 1 John chapter 1. Hallelujah. These words are meant to have weight in our hearts. The more the weight of these words in our hearts, the more the light that these words are shines. I've discovered that the absence of the weight of these words in our hearts makes us vulnerable to spiritual attacks, makes us vulnerable to darkness. There needs to be more weight. I'm going to explain the reason why, amen? Hallelujah. You see, this word of God that gave birth to us, amen? The Bible says here, we were brought forth by the word of truth. Hmm. You know, if you read the scripture, you keep on seeing an emphasis on Jesus Christ as the word of God, right? The Bible says the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Amen. The Bible says there's three that bear witness of the life of God, the father, the word, and the spirit. Amen. You keep on seeing Jesus Christ emphasized as the word that became flesh and dwelt among us. Hallelujah. This emphasis the Bible is painting here, amen, might be lost also because of maybe the lack of weight of understanding what words are. Amen. Now, to the average person, when words are spoken, words is just like me communicating my thoughts, right? I'm, I'm just sharing with you, like what I'm what I'm interacting with. Amen. Now, oftentimes, depending on the intensity, I give a lot of expression when something is really burning on the inside of me, maybe I might, you know, be louder with my words, right? <clears throat> who knows what I'm saying? 
I might be louder, I might be more vocal, I might be more passionate based on my tone, my, my body language and so many other things. You can tell this person here has a lot of, um, a lot of stuff on the, he has a lot to say, right? What does that mean here? You know, when, when, when people express their thoughts, the Bible speaks about members or faculties of our soul. Amen. So whenever you have thoughts, amen, many times the thoughts that you have, there are several members of your soul that are participating in that thinking process. Does that make sense? When I speak about weight, the weight of words in our soul, I'm talking about how many of our members are engaged, actively engaged with what the scripture is saying. I'm, I'm going to show this to us in um, Colossians chapter three. The Bible says, if you then It's not, oh man, uh, hmm, how do I get around this one here? Let me see if I can get the new King James, y'all. Give me one second. Oh man, it's not going through. Okay, I'm just going to read it anyways. If you be risen with Christ, if you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, seat, seated, sitting, sitteth at the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth, for you are dead and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Hallelujah. Now, that verse that says, set your affection on things above, the language there is actually one of the translations. The New King James specifically says, set your mind on things above. Amen. I'm going to keep this going. For you are dead and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth. And he goes to fornication, uncleanliness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Hallelujah. Amen. I hope everything I'm saying is making sense. <laughs> now, the reason why I'm hammering these things, amen, or hammering this here is because... This portion of scripture here, notice how he went from set your affection on things above, but then put to death your members which are on the earth. It's almost like he's setting up a contrast here. Let, member, let your members be heavenly and kill members that are earthly. In other words, members as in your, you know, the language in the scripture paints the human soul as almost, you know, the way you, you know, when you look at um, um, biological systems, how things are heavily connected how you see like your nervous system, there's all these nerve endings connected to like tissues, right? Connected to um, 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 organs and, and there's connections with blood vessels and all these different things. It's all of these attachments, amen? Those connections, I would refer to these often as synapses when I'm, you know, when I'm making reference to them in like Melchizedek school. Um, that's usually why I speak about this in, in great volume. These connections, amen, are the members the Bible is speaking of based on the volume of engagement, amen, based on the level or the height or, or, or yes, yes, the frequency of interaction, you're going to find more members, amen, hallelujah, being engrafted, being connected to a specific area. When the Bible tells you set your affection on things above, the Bible is saying here, let your, your soul's interactions, let there be more volume of traffic with heavenly things, and let go of the traffic with earthly things. By doing that, the weight of heavenly things on the soul begins to, you know, it's heavier. And the fruits of that is a gravitation upwards. And the weight of the earthly things on you is going to reduce. And so there's going to be very little gravitation pulling you downwards. Does that make sense? Amen. Because heavy, heavenly things are now heavy on your soul, you gravitate upwards. And because earthly things are not as heavy on your soul, there's very little to pull you down. Does that make sense? The Bible says that if you are seated with Christ, amen, look what he says here, okay? If you be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Hallelujah. So we're seeing our members, our soul as having all these members, amen, that are interacting with different things. So when we're talking about, um, 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 thoughts, amen, the weight of words upon us. We're talking about 
a lot of thoughts. There's a, there's a way that someone can be passionate when they're speaking, and it's because they have so many members, amen, attached to that thing. Does that make sense? There, there's a lot of interaction, a lot of meditation, a lot of contemplation on that thing. So because of that, when the person is speaking, it's not a passive thing to that person any longer. The person has a lot of synapses there, a lot of connections there, a lot of traffic there, a lot of frequency, a lot of volume, a lot of traffic. I said traffic twice, right? My, I'm just trying to paint this picture with as many synonyms as possible, right? There is a lot of interaction there. So because of that, you find passion emerging when the person is communicating on that thing. Amen. A, a major reason why, for example, you would see a, a um, an engaged couple there, you know, they can't help but speak about each other all the time passionately, amen, is because there's a lot of thinking about each other. Does that make sense? There's a way you can meet someone um, who is who is studying for an exam, right? His goal, amen, is to make sure that all of his thoughts, amen, are, amen, and grafting, you know, focus, kind of like drifting towards, connected to trafficking in volume over the source material, right, for the test, for the examination. So that when he gets to the examination, he's not, he's not writing passively, he's writing with confidence, right? He's writing with passion. Who's ever written a test and you weren't really confident about your answers? It's because there wasn't a lot of interaction, right, with the, with the subject matter. So because of that, you didn't really know when you're writing a test, kind of just guessing. You know, there's times when, when, when you're writing a test and you can barely get past one page and they give you three, three pieces of paper, then you now see one of the smart guys in the class. He's asking for extra paper. <laughs> pressure is getting worse. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. You, you, why? Because that smart person has given himself to a lot of engagement. I hope what I'm saying is making sense. What, what am I saying here? When thoughts are expressed as words, amen, depending all right, on the traffic of the weight of those words in the soul, that is going to heavily determine, amen, hallelujah, that is going to heavily determine, let me phrase it like this, when spirits speak, they don't speak passively, in fact, the language used to describe the words of spirits are called confessions. Let me show you, let me show you this in scripture. First John chapter four. It says here, um, believe not every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. False prophets are those who have received spirits that were false, right? They were not of God. Hereby we know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. Amen? Now, this is not saying, it's not speaking about whether a spirit comes to you and then says, Jesus Christ is not of God. There's no evil spirit. There's no evil spirit that comes that way. <laughs> Amen? There is literally no evil spirit that comes that way. What spirit is this? Jesus Christ is not of God. Hey! Thank God. I almost fell for it. But thank God the spirit confessed what it was. That's not what's happening here, okay? What the Bible is saying here is that when that spirit is, you know, communing with you, the volume of what is being communicated here, can you discern what the spirit is saying here? Is he speaking about the coming of Jesus Christ physically or is he fighting that process? Does that make sense? Amen? This is not my subject. This is not, this is not subject matter here. All I want to show you here is that spirits, when they speak, when they bring forth, amen, when they communicate their thoughts, it is called confession. If you're involved, associated with, ever heard of legal stuff or whatever terminology before, you know that confession is like someone bringing forth what they believe the truth to be, right? A confession of the truth, right? Your witness concerning something, amen? And you will see that when spirits are confessing, they are speaking forth their reality, amen? I want to take this one step further, amen? Because we're not talking about any spirit talking, Amen. We're talking about God speaking, right? Because we're talking about the word of God. Because if we're saying here that words, amen, are captured thoughts, amen, communicated thoughts, hallelujah. What does it mean when God is speaking? Does it just mean that God is just telling you the truth? Let God be your living and be a liar? Hallelujah. 
whenever God speaks, let me say like this, God cannot speak passively. I'm going to say that again. God cannot speak passively. To hammer this in, I'm going to show you a portion of scripture in Exodus chapter 24. Amen. I want to show you how Moses was illustrating, amen, the speaking of God's words over God's people. Moses used a very powerful ritual to illustrate what happens when God speaks to you. So we're going to read this narrative here in the scriptures. As we read it, I want us to use our imaginations, amen, to visualize that God is speaking to you. And this is what is happening to you whenever God is speaking. So let's just jump in real quick. Exodus 24. Huh, that is not Exodus 24. There we go. <laughs> okay, so uh, for verse three, I'm going to jump in. Let me see if I can get this going here. Cool. Moses came and told the people, all the people, the words of the Lord, all the judgments and all the people answered with one voice and said, all the words which the Lord has said, we will do. And Moses wrote all the words of the Lord and rose up early in the morning and built an altar under the hill and 12 pillars according to 12 tribes of Israel. And he sent young men to sacrifice and there's all this blood, okay? They, they offered up burnt offerings and sacrificed peace offerings of oxen to the Lord. And Moses took half of the blood and put it in the basins and half of the blood he sprinkled on the altar. So Moses is about to jump into this ritual here, right? He, he basically tells people, hey, here's what God is saying. And they're like, we're going to do everything that God is saying. He's like, okay, so here's what we're going to do. If you are going to do everything God's saying, let's make this official. So what does he do? He sets up this ritual, gets all these burnt offerings and peace offerings, kills all these animals. Now they drain the blood from these animals, amen? And they put the blood into basins, all right? This is a very powerful ritual. So one basin, he pours the blood on the altar, okay? And he took the book of the covenant, and read in the audience of the people. Now, the book of the covenant, amen, is where Moses had captured what God said on the mountain. So what's going to happen here is that Moses is about to go through everything that God said, but he's going to read it directly to them. So he asked them first, do you want to do what God said? They said, yes, we want to, we want to hear what God has to say. He said, okay, if you want to hear what God has to say, hold on one second now, okay? So he does this fancy ritual, okay, gets all this blood, blood on the altar, blood in these basins, gets out the book, and then he reads the contents of the book in the ear, the audience, of the hearing of the people. And they said, all that the Lord has said, we will do and be obedient. Now, when they said that, look at what Moses did. Moses took the blood and sprinkled it on the people and said, behold, the blood of the covenant, which the Lord has made with you concerning all these words. Do you see what's happening here? Moses is showing them here that if they heard what God said, blood was sprinkled on them. Can everyone see that picture? Moses illustrated to them, this is what you are doing when you are hearing God's voice. When God is speaking to you, blood is being what? Sprinkled on you. Is everyone listening? Now, I want you to imagine what, <laughs> what literally that would mean. When we speak, amen, and when we have, <laughs> you know, um, I guess maybe explaining communication with some other illustration would help. There's creatures that when you want to communicate, amen, they don't just, you know, release sound waves out of their mouths through their vocal cords, synthesize their vocal cords. They literally vomit chemicals into the ears of the other creatures. Like there's these ants. When an ant wants to communicate to another ant, like, hey, what's up? How you doing? He doesn't just say, hey, man, what's up? How you doing? He goes to him, opens his friend's mouth. <laughs> and then vomit into his friend's mouth the greeting that when his friend has received it his friend wow man he now wants to respond with i'm doing good he opens up his friend's mouth and does what he vomits into his friend's mouth that i'm doing good what, what's happening here they are what communicating all right it's an exchange amen now when god speaks the best way to describe the confession of a spirit is with that example of the ant. Because what's actually happening is that God is taking his essence and releasing it. Now, here's a problem, amen. <laughs> you see, God is not, the form that God has, amen, 
is very vast. God's soul, God's mind is very vast. In fact, the Bible explains that when Adam and Eve heard God's um, voice coming in the garden, amen, they heard his voice coming in the garden. So God's voice was what? Coming. There's a reason why the Bible specifies that. You know the reason why? Because when God speaks, when God expresses his heart, blood comes out. Now, when I say blood comes out, God's life, God's essence, God's essence emerges from him when he wants to communicate to you. God doesn't just speak passively. He brings forth himself. Is everyone listening? Like those creatures, they go and vomit into their friend's mouth. God doesn't just vomit a chemical into you. God vomits what? Himself. Beautiful. Yes, beautiful. Someone puts the scripture here. To Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. Yes, blood. Yes, my. Yes, blood. Yes. And of the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. Hallelujah. Says here, see that you don't refuse him that speaks. Amen. When God speaks, beloved, God does not speak passively. God, the Bible says in the book of Exodus that God said, my name is jealous. I am a jealous God. That, that doesn't mean that God is, is stalking you all the time. He doesn't have to do that. He's God. He sees you anyways. Amen. For the life is in the blood. Exactly. Beautiful. Amen. When, when God said, my name is jealous, for I am a jealous God, he, the actual, a better rendition is that my name is passion. For I am a passionate God. That's the best way for God to express what he was saying in, in, um, in, um, in the Ten Commandments. When he was saying, do not have any other gods besides me, for my name is passion. I am, a pa as in, I am fully committed to the things I say. So if I'm coming to make a covenant with you, I am not playing around. Therefore, do not have any other gods besides me. Is everyone getting the picture? I'm, I'm trying to show you or illustrate to you here that when God is speaking... He's not speaking the way we've known speaking on the earth. When God speaks, he, he brings forth himself. The volume of the thoughts, amen, that God goes over. God's musings, amen, if they are given expression, what you see is the life of God emerging. Is everyone listening? If God was to give expression to his thought patterns, if God was to give expression to the musings in his heart, what would you find is what? A person emerges from God. As in, that is how resolute God's meditations are. God is not, you know, this way we can be, we can be distracted. So part of yourself is somewhere in another place. No, 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 no. God does not think in that way. Who gets what I'm saying? God is one. God is unity. God is union. God is covenant. So when God wants to give expression to a musing in his heart, Every single faculty inside of God's being, his spirit, his soul, and his body are what? Projecting what? God's thoughts at you. That is the communication of God. That is the word of God. Is everyone listening? The Bible says in the beginning was what? The word. Amen? And the what? The word was with God. And the what? The word was God. So what, what is I speaking, speaking of here? God's intern, his soul's dialogue, amen? The traffickings of the hearts of God when they are giving expression, time and space. Is everyone listening? That's how the universe was made. By God bringing forth what? His word. And the Bible explains, amen, that this word of God Amen. Inside of it is what? Life. And this life was the light of men. So in other words, God's thought processes, amen, God's musings, when given expression, they bring forth his life. All this makes sense? So when we say that, you have a question? Okay, yes. Yes, ma'am. Grandma has a question. Yes. Um, what is the 
et qui donne du heureux. Les vols sont proches. Voilà. Je préfère mourir. OK. Okay. Okay. Grandma is asking, why is it that Israel, children of Israel, when they heard God speaking on the mountain, they they refused him to hear him directly, but chose Moses instead? It was because of idols in their hearts. I was thinking whether it's because of voluminous, voluminous. Yes. Yes. God is not an idolatrous entity. Yes. So you see in the scriptures when the Bible makes reference to the spirits of God and his rebuke, amen, of other entities, amen, that present covenant interaction with God's people. God will refer to um, um, God's people as adulterous whenever they engage in those interactions. And that's because these evil spirits, they're not interested in covenant, amen. Covenant meaning they're not interested in union with you. The one they're interested in is killing you, amen. They are very comfortable with an adulterous relationship. Does that make sense? Where they get a portion of you and they stay put. But God is a jealous God, as in God is passionate. So he does not tolerate what? Passive. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. It must be what? All of you. I would call him an all consuming. Holy, thank you. Everything. Holy consuming. Does that make sense? So God is all about consuming everything. Why? Because when God speaks, he produces what? everything does all this make sense so whenever you hear god speaking beloved <laughs> what's happening is what the passionate one is projecting his thoughts now the bible says that the very life of god is expressed whenever he expresses his heart what does this mean it's like god takes a knife and what cuts out his blood and pours it into you. That is God speaking. Is there everyone listening? You know what the Bible is also saying? That that is how we were born. Is everyone listening? This is how God gave birth to us. God cut himself open and what? Brought us forth. Amen. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth. Hmm. Do you know what is interesting? Even though God has cut himself open, amen, and brought us forth, that makes us what? Offspring of God, right? Children of God, right? God has, God as a progenitor, has produced us, has reproduced, amen, and brought us forth. Do you know that the meal of God, what I mean by that is that the meal that we're meant to eat is that thing that gave birth to us. What does that mean? When God spoke, we were brought forth, right? Our meal is what? The continuous speakings of God. This is why whenever God speaks, you see a person come out. Is anyone listening? That person is looking. That person is looking, amen, for the children of God to what? To pour himself inside of them. I hope everyone is seeing the picture here. I want, to, I want to paint a picture here that I think would really help. Hallelujah. Do you know that you have the very life of God inside of you? Do you know that the light of God, amen, is inside of all of us right now? Now, in an effort to communicate, God is trying to what? Open up, just like that ant, open up the ears and what? pour himself into us now god doesn't want to pour himself into you and then you're leaking him out because you are distracted god wants your what undivided attention god wants all of your own faculties to also be in union just as he's in union the example i gave before that when someone comes opens up his mouth and then pours everything inside of you right the response is that you would also open his mouth and do what pour all of yourself inside is everyone listening
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Apologies, beloved. Power went out. Hallelujah. Many of us would love to op open up the ears of our government and express our need for more power. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There is a picture I'm hoping that everyone walks away with. Amen. And it's the fact that we haven't realized the weight. Amen. The weight of the word of God. We haven't realized the fact that God's word in our hearts, if it is just a quote, if the weight of God's word upon our hearts is not heavy, if it's not weighty, amen, it is simply because we have not spent enough time interacting with God. What's happened here is that we received a text message. We didn't commune with God. We didn't hear God. Is everyone listening? Why? Because whenever God speaks, he speaks all of himself. Beloved, we were brought forth by the word of truth. Do you know that that reality has to be heard as well? Do you know that not one jot or tittle from the scripture will be done away with until it is fulfilled? Now, the fulfillment is not just in time. There is the fulfillment in us. So the Bible, scriptures, the, the scripture of truth, right? the volume of the books, amen, the, the chronicles of the speakings of God, amen, they're actually God projecting himself, his essence, his life. Now, if when you receive God's word, your, the faculties of your soul are not being arrested by the speakings of God. Let me say it like this. The speakings of God are meant to reproduce God inside of you. His life, the way he lives, the way he thinks, his thought processes, his heart, his soul, his mind. If we are not getting, if God is not able to communicate with us, amen, it's because we are not listening. The Bible says, once has God spoken, twice have I heard. What does that mean? If I didn't hear the first time, I go and listen again. This is what would happen with speak, uh, people that would hear God call them. God calls people by name. You hear that twice, right? Abraham, Abraham, Samuel, Samuel. The reason why is because God is shouting loud to get our attention. What we now have to do is learn that heart posture, amen? Learn that skill, amen, of waiting on God, on receiving his vo voice, receiving his word, amen? To do what? To be able to say, here I am. That response of here I am is you pouring out yourself onto God as well. Oh, what I'm saying is making sense. What, what am I hammering here? Amen. Many of us are dealing uh, with all kinds of different issues. Amen. All kinds of different issues. I have stuff I'm dealing with. Amen. There's different things that I'm dealing with. Now, whatever we're dealing with. Amen. It is because of the lack of weight. Amen. Of the word of God in our hearts. Simple. Finished. Because if you, born of God have received the thoughts of god yes amen have received the thoughts of god what should happen god should come out amen god should be made manifest amen god should be seen do you know how god is seen let me show us here how god is seen i'm going to put a few scriptures together i think would really help us out Let people. In, people. Yes, yes, yes. Children of Israel. In um, yes. Hallelujah. Titus chapter one. Paul, a servant of God and apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth, which is according to godliness, in hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised before the world began. So, hope. Amen. Hope in hope of eternal life in hope of eternal i'm gonna say it again in hope of eternal life now why am i saying all these words i'm going to throw around a few scriptures here that are going to help us out here okay faith is the substance of things hoped for what are we hoping for eternal life so faith is the substance of eternal life the evidence of things not seen so what are things not seen? The fact that you are begotten by God. Remember what we read in 1 John? 
Honey, we read that all the way through, amen. In 1 John 3, it says here, it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. In other words, the Bible is saying here, we are God's children, but it does not yet. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, yet it does not yet appear what we shall be. In other words, our form as God's children is not visibly seen. We see this all throughout the scriptures. We see this all throughout the scripture. I'm going to pull out a few scriptures here that will show this to us. Amen. Let, let's start here with um, Romans 8 from verse 15. Amen. It says here, you have received not the spirit of bondage. You have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirits that we are the children of God. So the Bible is saying here, you are God's offspring. The, the, the spirits of God has evidence of that reality. He has the birth certificate. He has the, the um, genetic results, the results of your genotype. He knows what, what kind of blood you have. He knows whose genes you're carrying. The spirits of God has that evidence, but that is not the end of the story. Let's keep on reading here, okay? The spirit of God has the records, right? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to jump real quick to verse, uh, let's keep on going, that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be glorified together. Now, why, why is he saying this? Amen. Why is he saying suffer with him and we'll be glorified together? Amen. Because every son of God, amen, there is a process, amen, by which your true form is seen. There is a process by which Christ in you, the hope of glory, there is a substance of it. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. What is the hope? Eternal life. What is the hope? Christ in you. Amen. So Christ in you, the hope of glory, the hope of eternal life. Amen. The Bible says here, that I reckon that the suffering of this present time is not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. This is speaking about Christ in you be made manifest, right? For the earnest expectation of creation is for the manifestation of the sons of God. This is about that thing that is a hope in you becoming substantial, tangible. For creation was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who subjected the same in hope, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know not, for we know that the whole creation groans and travails in pain. Amen. Oh my. Yes. Together until now. Not only they, but we ourselves who have the first fruit of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to it, the redemption of our body. See how he's just, he's now describing. Our manifestation now our manifestation is called adoption it's called manifestation of the sons of god it's called being glorified it's now called what the redemption of our body for we are saved by this hope now this the actual rendition is that we are saved in this hope in other words god gave birth to you amen this reality amen is the reason why you were birthed it's like for example now the bible is saying here that your your maturity amen the purpose behind your being brought forth is for this purpose. That Christ in you would be seen, right? That you be made manifest. That the substance of, the, of, of things hoped for will be tangible. That what the hope of eternal life will be seen in you. Not just by the Holy Spirit. That's a critical thing. Because the Holy Spirit has the evidence. The Spirit of God bears witness with our spirits that we are children of God. Amen? But now we need that evidence we need that evidence we need the evidence we need to bring forth the substance that reality that what we are the children of god how showing to the universe we are the bible calls that the manif the glorious manifestation the liberty the glorious liberty of the children of god the manifestation of the sons of god which is what when we bring forth evidence the substance of things hoped for in other words what god has been trying to say has been communicated to us. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. I hope, I hope this is blessing someone. Hope this makes sense. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Oh, that's awesome. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. For what's a, what for we are saved by this hope. <laughs> so what gave birth to us? The reason why you are born again, your born again status is in a hope state. It's not even seen. Is everyone listening? Because you're God's child. You're not the child of a, an angel. If you're child of an angel, you'd be glowing, right? You expect something to be the consequence of being, if, if, a, if a chicken gives birth, you expect a chicken, maybe a baby chicken, but you expect it, you see signs, you're going to see correlation, right? You see the chicken has a beak. You see the chick, child of a chicken. You see wings, child of a chicken. You see the tail, you see feathers. So all of those, those things that, those, that correspondence, those traits, we're looking for them. But the Bible says some of them, you're not, even, you're not able to see them. What does that mean? They are a hope. They are inside of you. Kind of like how a girl, amen, a, a, a baby woman, a woman gave birth to another woman. She doesn't have breasts on the outside, right? They're all on the inside. Or a young boy that was given birth to by his dad. His dad has big beard. When this child is born, would you, would you see big beard? <laughs> But later, later, right? Something is going to happen. The substance of things hoped for will what? Will come forth. Okay. They are in us. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Bible says it was saved by this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. It is no longer hope when it is seen. For what a man sees, why does he yet hope for it? What's the Bible saying here? When hope is seen, it is faith. It's now faith, the substance of things hoped for. It's now external. It's no longer a hope. So it won't be the Holy Ghost only that has the evidence. You will have the evidence. Creation will have the evidence that you are what? The offspring of God. Hallelujah. The Bible says that this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. I hope everyone is seeing the importance of faith. God, how does faith come? By God's word. Is everyone seeing the picture here? The communication of the life of God, the sub, the tangibility of God's of God's life in by hearing, hearing by the word of God, the tangibility of who we are. Yes, yes, Amen, Hallelujah. Tangibility of the speakings of God brings forth that substance. What is the Bible saying here? Allow God's word to have weight in your heart. That is a summary of what we have, we have to say here today. Amen. As we give ourselves intentionally, amen, to God's word, allow God's word to have weight on us. That what's going to happen, substance will emerge. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I hope this was very simple. Yes, allow God's word to have weight in your hearts. When God pukes inside of you, receive it when the blood is sprinkled on you say what we have heard we will do we will obey what is what are you doing to yourself you are opening up your ear to receive that substance from god and the fruits of that is that you bring forth that hope of eternal life tangibly you bring forth christ in you the hope of glory hallelujah thank you jesus amen heavenly father we thank you can we just pray in the holy spirit Everlasting Father, we thank you. We are your offspring. We are your offspring. We are born, Lord God, of the word of truth. We are begotten, Lord God. We are brought forth by the word of truth. Brought forth by the word of truth. Brought forth by the word of truth. We are brought forth by the word of truth. The word of truth brought me forth. I was brought forth by the word of truth. I must receive, beloved, we must receive this light to bring forth that substance. The, the, the reality, the tangibility, you know, this is so important. The way we deal with attacks from the enemy is by bringing forth Christ in us. What does that mean? The speaking of God's word, the declaration of God's word, the believing, the receiving of God's word, the confession of God's word. Confession comes when all of your faculties are in agreement with something. So for us to confess God's word, our hearts must be what? Fully persuaded of what God is saying. What, how do you become fully persuaded? 
when you receive, when, when God pukes inside of you, you put his puke that, that corresponds to your heart, you put it in your heart. The measure of it that corresponds to your mind, in your mind. The measure in your emotions, in your emotions. And as you continue installing it within yourself, what happens? You find what the substance of things hope for. Beloved, you must believe that you are God's child, that you are begotten of God, that you have his DNA. Hallelujah. Mama taught something powerful um, during the... Um, the meeting on Saturday, on Sunday. I really hope everyone gets a chance to be blessed by that. Where she spoke, amen, by the fact that our body parts, amen, our body parts, hallelujah, our body parts belong to God, amen. When God is speaking, his body is speaking. So when God is speaking to us, our body must also be affected. Hallelujah. No wonder meditation is important. Yes, I am born of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much for joining us, beloved. Hallelujah. Yes, the message is going to be on YouTube later on. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to end this right now because um, we're done. Our time is over. Before we end, though, yes, 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 we have Holy Communion. Hallelujah. Where we feast on the, oh my goodness, isn't that so cool? We feast on the body and the blood of Jesus. We just spoke about that. Amazing amazing amen we get to take god's body that he tore up amen so that we can partake of his blood almighty god cut himself and it's on spotify yes yes it's gonna be on spotify as well amen hallelujah i want to encourage you to take your bread the body of god so says i love grandma's enthusiasm grandma you have a fan online she loves you <laughs> if york says the same thing <laughs> hallelujah Take the body that is broken so that the thoughts of God, the deep things of God, hallelujah, we can partake of the deep things of God because of the broken body of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And now the blood of God, the blood of God, the life of God, the word of God, we can bear witness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Beloved, this was open book. Hallelujah. We have this every Tuesday at 8 p.m. If it's your first time, welcome. Um, we have another expression. This is a part of the Crystal River Expressions evening um, meetings that we have from 8 p.m. till about 9, 9.30. Um, we have another one coming up tomorrow evening at 8 p.m. and then one more on Friday. Amen. Uh, we also are having, hallelujah, a teen and youth conference called the Immersion, Father of Lights. That's coming up very soon. If you have a young person, amen, that you want um, to be equipped, um, lit up, set on fire, <laughs> hallelujah um excuse me awaken to their heritage this is a wonderful um place for them to be blessed in this fashion amen and before that though we've been having these prayer meetings amen we had a prayer stretch we just finished um last week 24 hours of prayer hallelujah we thank you jesus amen we're having another one can anyone hear me okay good we can another one coming up um uh, next week i have not changed the date but it's december the first to December the 3rd, from Thursday to Saturday. I don't have the dates wrong here, but it's a 50-hour prayer stretch. Um, people that are coming for this, they will not survive. Amen? That's the goal. So if you're planning to survive, please don't plan to survive. Amen? Someone's asking, will the immersion be online? The immersion will be live-streamed. Yes, the immersion will be live-streamed. Amen? But obviously, um, there's some... So what usually happens is that our intentions for everything to be, to be live-streamed, but um, and everything will be live streamed in Jesus' name. <laughs> we want to project for, we want to say, want to declare good and and good. Amen. <laughs> Michael is laughing with me. He's in the media team, so he knows what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Okay, so um, want to thank you so much for joining us. Um, this is open book. We have um, um, later tomorrow. Later tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, um, we have the morning watch. Hallelujah. So please join us um at um 6 a.m as we pray then from 7 a.m till 7 30 we are praying for nigeria the country from which um where we are right now most of us <laughs> amen we're praying for nigeria amen and we're praying for the future the upcoming election next year 
Um, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay. Uh, Mama sends her love and her greetings. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for joining us, beloved. Jesus loves you. Have a good night. Ah, wrong flyer. And <laughs> I'm going to end with that.